This podcast is for mature audiences only, with topics and discussions intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. I felt like it's my responsibility to let my cousins know what's going on down there. We're back! And what can we expect from this season? More stimulating conversations and guests, more open discussions, and breaking sexual taboos. We need to talk about sex. Our season two cherry is popped by our cousin, Martine Ho, who is basically the sex guru in our family. FYI, our convo with her was so much fun, so we decided to break it into two parts. We hope you guys enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to the Sexy Time Podcast. You're here with me, Ava. And Belle. And today, our special guest is Martine Ho. Very fitting last name for a guest. Hey, hey guys. You guys are so professional. I feel like I'm on Sex in the City, but I'm like SJP and we have Che and the other Asian guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I like the new you got you. You're SJP. Yeah. I saw that episode. It was. Anyways. Hey guys. Martine is our cousin. She grew up in LA. But um, now she's based in Manila. She's the creative director and founder of Sunny's. But more than that, she's the one who taught us all about sex growing yeah. up. <laughs> so she's the, she's the reason why we even are here sitting down talking about this. She gave us the confidence to learn about sex and, you know, explore our bodies. Explore our bodies. I don't know if Martine remembers this. T, and do you remember when we were like 12 or 13, you gave me this book and she was like, First of all, Martine told me, you don't know. The first thing she told me is, you don't know what pussy smells like. What? <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know what that is. And then she gave me this book and she was like, we can cut that out if you, if you don't feel comfortable. I don't remember saying um, that. She gave me, Martine, Martine gave me this book at 13 and she was like, go to page, let's say eight. Um, and it shows there how to reach an orgasm. And when you're 13, you're like, what is an orgasm? What is masturbating? Girl, when you're 20, you're like, what is an orgasm? Exactly. Here's a 13-year-old. like. And so I remember, I won't forget that book was from you. I knew when coming into this, there were going to be all these like deep-seated memories of our childhood coming out because it's normally how we interact. You guys are like, remember when you were a kid and you traumatized me with this bit of information or this thing? Um, the funny thing is I don't remember any of that, but it sounds very much like me. <laughs> like from a very early age, I was so interested in sex. Like, you know, as early as I can remember, I was interested in sex and sexuality and, and feeling good. Like, I, I think it's something people don't, talk to their kids enough about and give them clarity on. But I remember I felt like it's my responsibility to let my cousins know what's going on down there. <laughs> yes. And you would make us examine ourselves in our vulva. Yes, I yes I would. I was being it was comfortable with your body so early on. Oh my god, I super remember that being younger and being like, this is your vagina. These are all the parts. Yeah. I mean just like yes. an obsession. Here I am, a six year old like no, yeah. I know. No, I just had an obsession with anatomy so early on and, and your body and exploring your body. That's so it's funny. It's pretty consistent <laughs> until now, right? Yeah. But Tina, I want to ask you, like, how did you learn about sex? Was it, is it the culture that you grew up in? What, what was it? You know, I, I remember first learning about sex. I must have been five or six years old. And it was with Nina Gucci, my godmother. She was the first person who really explained to me like what sex is. And I remember thinking it was an abstract idea. Like I was imagining like a penis and a vagina, like a hot dog bun. 
like the penis would just like live in the hot dog bun like I didn't fully understand (laughs) it's like okay I sort of understand this concept was quite abstract and then I remember her telling me about condoms and I remember not fully fully understanding what that was like I was thinking it's like panties made out of rubber like I just couldn't get my head around it but from a very early age, I, you know, I always was listening and, and hyper curious about sexuality. Um, and I'll never forget, Abs, I know, I don't know how you feel about me resharing the story because it comes up every few months. It's but, fine. It's, but, I, it defines me. I know. But I remember we were kids. You guys came and visited me in LA. We were watching Showgirls. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have relived this story on the podcast. But we were watching Showgirls, and there was this, it was so defining pool of our childhood. Scene. The pool scene with the girl from Saved by the Bell, like, having sex in the pool with Trey <laughs> McDougal. And they were, like, super, super thrusting. There's, like, water splashing everywhere. And then Ava, I see Ava squirming, and Ava must have been five years old. She was squirming around. She was five. She was five, and she was like, I'm, I'm getting so ticklish down there. And we all just, like, laughed so hard. And it was like yeah, that's happening to me too. What is that feeling? And it was just like this moment. And it was so accurate. It was the description so accurate. was accurate. It's like, I feel tingly or I feel ticklish. I feel yeah. ticklish I'm, down I'm there. Like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it early like arousal. So articulate at five years yeah. old, guys. Yeah. No, I mean, it was such a defining moment of like understanding sexuality for us. Like all of us, we were all just kids. Yeah, because we were all feeling the same thing. And Ava was the one who articulated it i but know I'm, and we teased you for for years <laughs> i know at first i was like okay what i'm embarrassed about it but then it's but then it also makes me think like you know how nina gucci taught you about this uh, what you're how old five five eight, five six yeah. kind of it also makes me think like how do how do parents communicate that with their kids like is it something that you both of you as parents it's, is it something that you would you specifically teen for Penelope? Like, do you would you tell her about this as early as five, or what? Do, what? What's your plan for that? I will tell her about sex and sexuality as as early as she can understand. Like, even to even now, I don't use cutesy words for penis and vagina. It's not like pee pee, dick dick, whatever. Like, it's literally this is daddy's <laughs> penis, mommy's vagina. This is your vagina. Oh. Only mommy can wash your vagina. Like we're very matter of fact. And as soon as she's old enough to have any understanding, I'll I'll definitely explain to her that. And even teach her. Like sometimes she'll like point to Cliff's dick and like try to squeeze it. And I'm like, no, no, Penelope, consent. Can't touch daddy's penis. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, she's one years old. She's like one year old, but like still, like you're instilling these yeah. values so early on. Back to you. So the first time you were well, f- you felt horny was the time in your in Cyprus where we were on your couch watching Showgirls. I for Check. sure felt horny before then. You, f- when you're a kid, I I can remember feeling horny at like three. Like I mean, that just opens up a can of worms of discussion. But you feel these natural urges from very early on in your childhood, and I think there's yeah. just a culture of repression and and keeping it a secret gatekeeping what these feelings are when it's so natural and primal and human to feel these things i like the word you use primal it is it just goes back into our us being homo sapiens for sure we're just animals urges. <laughs> it's just we're, we're all just animals at the end of the we're day just all animals but what i want to ask what i'm also interested in because i mean i know 
growing up in the in an all girls Catholic school, we were kind of like, yeah, you kind of have to suppress those urges. Don't you? You don't really talk about it because it's frowned upon. But for you, I feel like going to the states when we go there and you're all around, you're around all these boys. I remember going to summer camp and you you're the first one to have boyfriends, right? And I feel like was it the same pressure to keep silent about um, about sex. sex sex and sexuality growing up in a more I guess liberal um, environment? You know, to, to be honest, I. I never felt ashamed about sexuality. I always justified it in the way that having sex is a natural thing that your body wants to do. Um, in high school, I would say I wasn't very experimental with drugs, but with, with sex, I, I really enjoyed that with my, my partner and my boyfriend. Is that a weird thing to say? <laughs> I always, no. I always thought, um, this is a natural thing for me to want to experience. Um, and everybody has their yeah. own set of values and virtues that they live by. And, and these are mine. And, and to be honest, I'm, I'm also weirdly closetedly conservative, if that makes any sense. Like I really, oh, okay. Like you come off looking like a hoe. Lol. No, I mean, I, I'd, really say, conservative. <laughs> I'd say I'm quite open about sexuality and, um, have always okay. been really comfortable with sexuality, especially with like boyfriends and partners. Like it, it's, it's a language of love for me to, to have intimacy and physical intimacy with a partner. But I'd say that I didn't really go through a super slutty phase. Like ironically, like I've never had a one night stand. I never kind of did those things. You know what it was, honestly, goes back to childhood again. When Nina Gucci was talking to me a lot about like sexuality very early on, she talked to me so much about practicing safe sex. Like it was pounded in my head to the point that I'm like, safe sex, safe sex, safe sex. And it, it came to the point that like when I'd be at a club and someone would be hitting on me and trying to make out with me, I'd be like, wait, I don't know anything about you. I could end up in a body bag. You could be killing me. You could have some weird, uncurable STD. Like, no, yeah. I always like to have a point of reference because then they have some accountability if, you know, whatever. No wonder when we went to, we went to, Martine and George came with me to Bangkok one time to go on a slutty all girls trip to hop <laughs> up with guys. Oh my God. And every guy that would approach us should be like, no, like, yeah, Martine, wait. you're driving our options away. <laughs> that was a failed trip. George and I had just gone through breakups. So we're like, you know what? We're going to have a slutty phase. We're going to go wild in Bangkok. And like, it was such a flop. Like every guy that spoke to me, I literally like screamed at him like, ew, 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 ew. So like, no, it was like such a flop. <laughs> I was like, why do these people come on this trip? Anyway, going back to that. I like what you said about um, Nina Gucci. I think I want to be a Nina Gucci to somebody and just talk about safe sex and sexuality yeah. in general to children. Just going back to teaching our kids also, like Balti now, he when he gets an erection, the first reaction you would do is like, oh my God, stop, you know, get off, don't yeah. do that and things like that. But you're right that it's a natural thing to allow him to go through it and to explain why he feels that way and to process the feelings. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think also like, for Nina Gucci, for example, for people that don't know her, she she's our, our cousin who grew up in the States. And one thing our other guest will said was growing up in the States, there's a they teach you a lot about safe sex and condoms, like the anatomy and all of this. I, and then that's what we have. Diff, that's what's different with the Philippine culture. There's no sex education. No one knows. No one's taught how to use condoms or, you know, how, like menstrual cycle or all yeah. these things growing up. So. I think that's one of like, that's one thing I really want people to like take away when 
with the Sexy Time podcast, the importance of educating people as early as they can about sex and sexuality and, and safe sex, right? I mean, on, on top of that, on top of education, it's also just destigmatizing sex and, and making people not ashamed of it. Like my number one thing as a parent is if I ever have a son or with Penelope, just keeping an open communication and, and not shaming them for any form of sexuality. I think that's so important because that just has so many repercussions in adulthood. This yeah. is Martine. You guys want condoms? <laughs> you guys keep me young. <laughs> <laughs> the mom and mean girls. Oh God! You guys, all right? <laughs> Seriously, that's really gonna be you, which is good. It's not a bad thing. Okay, teen. Now, where, what's the weirdest place you've had sex in? Hmm. The weirdest place I've had sex. It's a bad one. <laughs> okay, are we gonna no, go for you? it? Okay, this is um, a safe space. Safe space. Coachella. <laughs> 2011 porta potty. It was so bad. It was so bad. Wait, weren't you together? What? Wait, I w- no, I was no, there. No, you weren't there. Wait, no, no, sorry, not 2011. Long-term boyfriend, monogamous <laughs> long-term boyfriend, and I was so drunk. <laughs> Defensive. I know. Lol. <laughs> In a porta potty. Oh, I mean, no, okay. it was like no. To be okay, sorry, it wasn't sex. It was like a like a like a one-second blowjob, and then I was. <laughs> And then we just started laughing. I was like, this is this is a lot. That makes it better. I know. Wait, Belle, you go. <laughs> Belle, your face right now is not giving me a safe space for pleasure. Your face right now is judgmental. <laughs> and to, <laughs> to be <laughs> to be fair, he was actually really a gentleman. He was just going to the porta potty to help me because I was so drunk. And like it just happened, so he deserved the BJ. Oh, he just deserved like a one second BJ. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> You're like, Thanks so much for helping me. Let me undo your pants. <laughs> okay, there will be no uh, judgment here. It's fine. <laughs> Where's yours? Mine. Mine was uh, the weirdest place I've had sex in. Um, probably my parents' bedroom. <laughs> Huh? Sorry, so safe space. Safe space. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> so you did? Yeah. You well, judged me yesterday not, in not the... in the bedroom. Oh like, god. Yeah, in the door. Your mom What wait, in, in our house? Yeah. You never even told me that. Your mom gets yeah, a massage well, on that bed every so day. Annoying. She's never gonna feel the same way about it. <laughs> and face down, by the way. So she's like <laughs> on my sister's ass. Oh <laughs> god. <laughs> I just said it wasn't on the bed, you freak. <laughs> okay, um, yours. Uh, weirdest space. Well, I, aside from that, another one would be, oh, maybe a weird experience. Remember when you were in the bathroom? No, a we- I'll give you my weird experience. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, a weird experience. I was visiting Jess in Maastricht um, one time, and I, w- I, I went out with her. She left me. She went with Moritz. This was like... 12 years ago so I went home after a night out of getting really drunk and then I was locked out of her dorm so I was sitting outside the dorm for so long and then the guy I was so drunk the guy who let me in was like um do you want to come in first you want to I mean he helped me in and I couldn't enter Jess's room so I ended up sleeping in his room and we ended up doing it oh it was so random (laughs) that for me was pretty crazy it was kind of like Wait, I, I met you at the end of the night, and I ended up with it. Well, so that yeah. was my adventures. Thought. That for me was pretty crazy. 
adventures for Avadi. No judgment, you mother numbers. Okay, so that was your one night stand, basically. Why, Martine? You mentioned you don't do one night. She stands, doesn't right? do one night. But are you the experimental type? I, okay, I will preface this by saying there is zero judgment for one night stands. Just my personal philosophy on sex, but um, yeah, actually, yeah, no, absolutely. Like you do, you do you. Um, hmm, experimental. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I think you are. Uh, let me answer for you. You, I, I think you are. You are the one who taught us very different sexual positions. Oh yeah. Well, I think in my, in my. Remember that one time where you said they carried you? Oh yeah, yeah. No. Carried her? Oh my yeah. god. Wait, what do you mean? So they carried you and and. But not they. <laughs> not. He wasn't. <laughs> he, wasn't he wasn't. He wasn't a he. He wasn't a they. Um. You know, I'd say definitely in my 20s was a wild time for like sexual experimentation. You're kind of just like in this in this phase of your life where you're trying different things. And I went through this phase where I was trying to be polyamorous. And that's when you have multiple partners at once, like having multiple boyfriends at once. So I was trying to have two boyfriends at worst where everyone is consensual and aware. And it's like an, an emotional relationship and physical. It's kind of kind of like having multiple 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 boyfriends at once i tried to have two boyfriends at once keeping it all out in the open and they were okay with it this is wild for us I'm like is it, and they were okay with it i just thought you know i'm a gemini and i'm like can anyone ever really kind of satisfy all parts of my personality and like why don't i try having two boyfriends at once and making it out in the open for both of them so that everyone's fully aware in the beginning, it was kind of like a novelty for them. And then I think once real feelings started to come up, as they do when you have an emotional and physical relationship with someone, things get complicated. And um, mm-hmm. with that came like an ultimatum of pick one, pick me, pick me. Mm-hmm. I know. Talk about the time when, what's this called? Flip you, flipped you over. That was a pretty Oh my God. Scary yes. No, I, had a, I had a boyfriend before lol years ago and he was very experimental with positions and once we did it and he was holding me by my legs you know like a like a lechon (laughs) i don't know how you would do it upside down holding you by your we we need to paint out for for the people that don't see us like we did it basically while i'm doing a handstand and he's like whatever it was so okay acrobatic i was like okay yeah well Cool. <laughs> no, but that just goes to show how experimental teen is and how she's willing to go the distance. Because I'm like, thinking about that, I'm like, that's so uncomfortable for me. But in your 20s, you're like, go for it, right? Like being creative, it also really applies to sexuality. And I think there's something really nice about that. You know, as I said, like, physical intimacy for me is such a strong language of love. So as long as you're comfortable and confident and you trust your partner, I think anything goes really. Okay, in that case, what do you think about anal? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, tr- I've tried it a few times. I, I didn't mind it, to be honest. It was okay. Like, not my favorite yeah, yeah. thing on the table. I think you were recommending it to us before. Right? I, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of associate you with that not, um, recommendation. Not my favorite before, thing, but, I, I, don't mind but I, I don't mind it. You tried anal? Yes. I've never tried anal. What? You have to try it. I'm so yeah, oh, spice I'm it up. Non-anal oh shame my right god! Now. You haven't. <laughs> you think my butt is just gonna seal? <laughs> Be surprised that your butt can open up, like when you relax. I, I, a huge part of like enjoying anal is is, is being does it relaxed. Feel good though. It does. I mean, I think yeah, it, I think it feels better for um 
like mm-hmm. men with men because they have their G spot in their anus. But I, it, it was nice. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing. Like you think it'll be awful, and you're kind of like, oh, that's not bad. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Same. Try it, Kay. <laughs> it's like your chocolate cake or something. Try it. Frozen brass. Oh, hey, try it. <laughs> okay, if you guys enjoyed that episode with Martine Ho, make sure you check out our part two on the Sexy Time podcast. You can follow our podcast for free on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts. And connect with us via Instagram at the Sexy Time Podcast or Twitter at Sexy Time Podcast.